Hello and welcome to episode 24 of the Balanced Working Moms podcast. I'm Rena Misha and I'm so glad you're here. If you're a busy mom like me who's trying to manage it all, you're in the right place. In this podcast, you're going to learn secrets on how to get things done much more easily. Today's episode is a big, big topic. It's a mixed bag of blessings. It defines so many of us working moms. What we're going to be talking about today, it's something that helps us get to where we're at. It helps make us so successful. It helps us do so good in so many aspects of our life, but it can also bring us to tears and overwhelm. Today's episode, my friend, is all about perfectionism. You got it. And unlike most talks on this, we're going to be talking about the good part of perfectionism and also the not-so-good parts about it. We're going to talk about how perfectionism is actually serving us and how it's not. Some of the things that we're going to be discussing may surprise you a little bit, especially if you've never thought about the good parts of perfectionism and what that may bring to your life and why it serves you and why you've held on to it for so long. Let's jump into this juicy topic. I can still remember the exact place I was sitting when I was first called the P word. I was at work. I was looking at a beautiful report I had just created. I was basking in the beauty. It was stunning. And then I noticed something that wasn't quite right. So I tweaked it, of course, and I made it even more beautiful. And I sat back and I looked at the piece of art on my desktop and I gave a happy sigh. But I wasn't alone. I was sitting next to my friend and coworker. And you know what she did? She called me the P word. Oh, yeah, it was my first time ever being called the P word. And I still remember what I told her when she said that to me. I told her, I said, I am not a perfectionist. I just like to do things well. And I still remember her laughing at me. She just looked over at me and she could not stop laughing. She was almost on the floor laughing. And I'm looking at her and I'm saying, what are you talking about? I've lived my whole life. I'm not a perfectionist. I think I would know it by now. And at that point, she's still laughing and almost on the floor. I mean, tears are streaming down her face. So I thought, maybe I'm wrong. Maybe I do deserve to be called the P word. This story that I'm telling you about happened about a decade ago. Since then, I have noticed that my sweet friend was absolutely right. I am definitely somebody who suffers from perfectionism. So what's the difference? What's the difference between wanting something done right and being a perfectionist? Because you're like me, you want things done well. If you're going to do them, you may as well do them well, right? What's the difference between doing it so well and doing your best work? And on the other hand, being a perfectionist, which has, again, that negative connotation. Well, let me read you a quote. Harriet Breaker says, striving for excellence motivates you. Striving for perfection is demoralizing. Interesting quote, isn't it? Perfection is demoralizing while excellence motivates you. What happened at work? 
perfectionism wasn't changing that font. Changing that font alone, that was making the report, you could say, better, more excellent. What my friend noticed that I didn't notice is that why did I change the font? It was that I was worried that the report didn't look perfect. You know that pit in your stomach when you're concerned that maybe your best work isn't quite right? You've worked so hard and you want to be very, very sure that's exactly how it's supposed to be. You can't let it go. It's in the back of your mind and you may not worry about it consciously, but something about it. You agonize over it. You think about it. You check it again and again and again. And when I describe that to you, it's not a good feeling. It's not a feeling of, wow, look what I did. Look at this beautiful report. No, instead, it's a feeling of, I hope it's right. I hope there's no mistakes. I hope people like it. You see the difference? It's a really, really big difference. And if you're a perfectionist, you're familiar with that pit in your stomach that I'm talking about, that feeling of, I hope it's correct. Is there anything I could do to make it even better? And the sad part is that I'm sure it's wonderful. I'm sure whatever you produce is so beautiful. But as a perfectionist, I can almost guarantee you that you probably won't even feel great about the accomplishment. For you, it's normal. You do your best. You do amazing, amazing work, but it's never enough. You never sit back and say to yourself, wow, I did such a good job. And I know why you're not doing that. It's because you've already moved on to the next thing. So you're already thinking, what else can I do? What else do I need to do? Instead of appreciating the job that you did, you're thinking of the next thing and the next thing. And why is that? Why do perfectionists do that? I had to do some research because even though I'm the definition of a perfectionist, according to my friend, I didn't really understand this drive. What is going on here? And what I learned is that perfectionists are often chasing some external validation, something outside ourselves to make us feel like we're good enough. So we may not feel like we're quite as good enough and we're trying to constantly prove ourselves. We're saying if we just do things a little better, just make it just a little more perfect, then it'll be okay. But of course, perfect is impossible. So we try harder and again and again, and it's the cycle. It's this repeating cycle that never stops, where we keep trying to make things better so that we feel better about ourselves, but it never ends because there's always more things we can do. So when I finish that one report, trust me, the next day, I'm sure there's another report that needs to be done. And since we don't give ourselves credit when we do great work, of course, we don't feel validated and we try again and again and again. I'm going to give you another example of my perfectionism, even though it's a little embarrassing to share all this personal stuff. But the more I share examples, the more you may see this true in your life too. So when I was going for my MBA degree, for some reason, I had in my mind that I needed to get a perfect 4.0. I could get no Bs. I had to get only A's in every single class. And I killed myself to get a 4.0. 
the difference in the amount of work you had to do between getting an A and a B was like night and day, at least for the program I was in. A B would have rolled off my fingertips with ease, but an A, oh my gosh, so much harder. I had to at least double the number of hours I was putting in. And let me tell you, I was putting in a lot of hours because this was a master's level program. And you know what? No one cares what my GPA is for my master's degree. When I was done, how long do you think I sat and enjoyed the 4.0 and honored it and felt really good about it? I'm going to tell you how long I did that for. Probably about a week. And then I was on to my next goal. Really, I had spent years working on that 4.0. I spent about a week basking in it. I got myself a sewing machine as a reward. And then that was that. I forgot all about it and I moved on to the next thing. So that's the funny thing about perfectionism. It's a cycle. There's never any end. It's never where we achieve that 4.0 and we say, okay, I'm good enough now. I can relax and be like a normal person. No. And if you're a perfectionist like me, you know how true that is. I can tell you based on my experience, that never happens. I've never been, oh, I can relax now. I've proven myself, at least to myself. I can sit around now and just eat pie and cheesy poofs because I've proven myself. No, my friend, that never happens. Let's go a little deeper now. Let's talk about what is behind perfectionism. We've mentioned already that it's a cycle, perhaps, of not feeling good enough. But here's what I've noticed. I've noticed that behind perfectionism is actually an emotion. It's a very, very strong emotion. And if I had to define perfectionism, I would use this emotion because it's behind everything. And that emotion is fear. Fear is behind every part of perfectionism. It's the fear that what you've done isn't good enough. It's the fear of failure. It's the fear that maybe if this isn't good enough, I'm not good enough. It's the fear that maybe when my supervisor sees this report, he's going to say it's not good enough. But the funny thing about fear is that it likes to pretend that it's not there. And I think it's because fear has such a negative connotation in our culture. We don't like it. We think it's a negative emotion, and it doesn't feel good for most of us. We don't want to sit there and live in fear. And because it's not a good feeling in a perfectionist, the fear is so good at hiding itself. You don't even know it's there. If I wasn't telling you about this in the podcast, and if you're not so familiar with perfectionism, You may not have ever even noticed that fear is part of perfectionism. And actually, I'm telling you, it's actually the whole thing about perfectionism. It's the core of it. It's the root. It's the very essence of what perfectionism is. It's the fear that's hiding behind everything. You think, oh, I'm just going to review this report for the fifth time and make sure it's exactly right. That's a mask. That's pretending that the fear isn't there. But if you look under that layer, if you take apart that layer and say to yourself, why am I reviewing this report for the fifth time? And you take it apart like it's an onion and you take off each of the layers of skin, 
if you get to the core of it, you'll see that there's fear right there. It's a sneaky, sneaky little beast. But as with all emotions, it's just an emotion. It's there to help you. It's there to protect you. It's there for your good. Elizabeth Gilbert says, I think perfectionism is just fear in fancy shoes and a mink coat pretending to be elegant when actually it's just terrified because underneath that shiny veneer, perfectionism is nothing more than a deep existential angst that says again and again, I am not good enough and I will never be good enough. Isn't that hysterical? I love that. Perfectionism is just fear in fancy shoes and a mink coat pretending to be elegant because that's what it is. It pretends it's not there because most of us don't like these negative emotions. Most of us don't want to see the fear. We want to see the elegant coat. We want to see the sophistication. But the fear, we don't want to see it because it feels uncomfortable. But like any emotion, I just want to remind you, and we've talked about this on so many other podcasts, that every emotion just wants to be seen. So when we see the fear and we notice it and we say, oh, okay, I see you. You're just trying to protect me. That's when it can dissipate. In the next episode, we're going to talk about how to stop being a perfectionist. But before we can stop, we first have to understand what it is. Fear in fancy shoes and a mink coat. That's all it is, my friend. In a large study by Karan and Hill, it was found that perfectionism has risen 33% since 1989. And I can totally relate. When I think back to my family in the 1980s, life was so different. I still love looking at old TV shows from that time because the houses look so awful. I love seeing the paneling and the ugly couches and all the crazy stuff that right now very few people still have. Back in the 1980s, I don't even think I ever heard the word perfectionism. I didn't even know it existed. Well, then again, you all know I didn't even know I had it until my friend told me. So perfectionism is definitely on the rise, and I'm sure you could understand why. How much life has changed from 1989 to how it is today, and especially in these past few years. I've noticed with many, many people, it seems like more and more and more people are feeling this tug of perfectionism. But is perfectionism all bad? If you look at so many articles, of course, they're all going to say perfectionism is really, really bad, and you should never be a perfectionist. However, as somebody who has a lot of experience being a perfectionist, I'm going to tell you that I can tell you firsthand that there is for sure an upside to being a perfectionist. And of course there is, because as humans, we do not keep doing things over and over again if there isn't some benefit. And it's the same with you. If you're listening and you feel that you are a perfectionist or you have parts of you that are a perfectionist, you know that there are a lot of upsides. And before I go into my personal experiences on the upsides that I've experienced, I want to share some official research with you so you'll know it's not just me. 
the Journal of Counseling Psychology published research where they showed that some forms of perfectionism are actually healthy. The type of perfectionism that they find healthy is called adaptive or healthy perfectionism. And this type of perfectionism is aimed at doing things you want to do well. It's called adaptive perfectionism because you're able to adapt. So if things don't go well, you can pivot and adapt. (laughs) And this type of perfectionism isn't rooted in a lot of fear that we talked about earlier. It's more of a type of perfectionism that we want to do a good job. So we're working really hard, kind of like I told you before. I thought I was just doing a good job when I was doing the report, but in actual, I was being the other type of perfectionist. I was a perfectionist based on fear. It wasn't adaptive perfectionism. But I find that as a perfectionist, sometimes I'm doing something because I do have a lot of fear, but other times I'm really just trying to do it well. And now it's just a habit. So everything that I'm trying to do, I'm just trying to do it well. And for me, whether I'm being a perfectionist out of fear or out of healthy, more adaptive perfectionism, there is a benefit that comes out of it, no matter what type of perfectionism it is. And I'm sure that you enjoy the good parts of it too. But the biggest result is really, really good work comes out of perfectionism. For example, I pride myself on the quality of these podcasts. Every single episode is the best work that I could possibly do. Every handout I make for you is my best work. You are getting the absolute best part of me. Is that a bad thing? I don't think so because it's not rooted in fear. I know this about myself. I know that I want to produce the best quality work that I can do. So what do I do? I back away a little. Instead of producing an episode every week, I actually purposely produce one every other week because I know that I'm going to be doing the best work that I can do. And that takes a little more time. I'm not just going to get up here and just chat with you, for example, without having any notes. A lot of podcasts may do that. And those may be lovely podcasts, but that's not the type of podcast that I want for you. I wanted to do one for you that's full of information that has no fluff because you're a busy mom and you don't have time for that. So a good part about perfectionism is that we do end up doing very, very good work. And I think another perk of perfectionism is that we are definitely rewarded in our culture. When you have something that's perfect, whether it's the family, the dinner you made, the way you look, people do compliment you and it feels really, really good. And when things aren't perfect, you feel off. You don't get that feedback. And it's so normal for all of us to want that feedback. So it makes sense that perfectionism is a cycle. And once you get on that cycle and you start feeling good and you notice the rewards, it's really hard to get off that cycle. So there are really, really good parts to perfectionism, but we just have to be careful because there's also a lot of negative parts of perfectionism. So the key is awareness because when you realize what's going on, you can choose. You have the ability to choose 
You can choose whether you're going to be a perfectionist about something, and you can choose to let things go. But let's talk about some problems with perfectionism, because the drawbacks, sometimes they're not so obvious. Let's talk about the first danger of perfectionism. And the first one is that you may not realize that you're doing it. I actually believe that that's the biggest danger. So I had gone my whole life without realizing I was a perfectionist. If my friend hadn't told me, I still wouldn't have known. And I think that not realizing it is actually the hardest and most difficult part of it. And I think it's the most difficult part of it because when you don't know, you just keep working harder and harder and harder and you get more and more resentful, but you don't know why. You're just angry all the time. I'll give you an example. Before I recorded this podcast, I was cleaning the bathroom and I spent a whole hour cleaning it. And then when I was done, of course, as a perfectionist, I didn't even feel good about it. I just looked at the bathroom and I noticed the things that weren't perfect. If I didn't know I was a perfectionist, do you see how damaging this could be? You would literally always be feeling badly about yourself and never understand why. So of course, now that I know I'm a perfectionist, I knew to not take myself seriously. Most people would say the bathroom was beautiful, but for me, of course, I'm going to find something wrong with it. And that's okay because I realize what's going on. Another problem with perfectionism is actually something I've alluded to already. And that problem is that it's a cycle. There are infinite things that you could be a perfectionist about. You could do a flawless performance and then you're done. The project is done and then you do it again. And again, there is never a point where you sit back and you say to yourself, I've done enough. Doesn't that actually crack you up? Like, can you even imagine yourself sitting back and say, oh, I've done enough. I've done enough even today. Most people won't even say they've done enough for the day, let alone in general for their life. Instead, you finish one thing and then you just go on to the next. So it's a cycle and you get used to it and you just keep doing it over and over again. Another problem with perfectionism is that you just get less done. Perfectionists usually work really, really hard to do such a good job that it could cause procrastination. Now, I personally don't usually have this problem, but a lot of perfectionists do because they know that if they can't do it perfectly, why do it at all? So they have all these projects that they want to get to, and then they're left undone. And it's funny because people are perfectionism out of fear because they're worried, what if I don't do that project exactly right? But then when they don't do the project at all, that's the real problem. That really affects their self-confidence when they have a project that's been sitting around for 10 years. So it's very interesting how perfectionism can cause procrastination, and then that could really affect you and your confidence. But if you had just done the project and done it as best as you can and imperfectly, then you would actually feel good about yourself. It's an interesting concept. This procrastination is quite a complex thing, isn't it? Another problem with perfectionism is that it overworks you. And I think this is my biggest issue with it and why I'm talking to you as a mom about it. Because perfectionists, 
are way overworked, way overworked, and many perfectionists are workaholics. And as a mom, you may not want to delegate so you can do things quote unquote right. (laughs) And I'm with you on that one. I've confessed in other podcasts that I have a really, really hard time delegating. You may be like me and you may spend an entire hour cleaning one bathroom when someone else would have gotten three bathrooms cleaned in the same amount of time. And as a result, you feel really, really overworked. Not that I'm talking from experience here. And if you're a perfectionist, of course, it's really hard for you to relax and do things in leisure because there are more important things that need to be done. You need to be doing things that are on your to-do list. You can't just sit there and relax. Again, everything is taking so long to do, and you're trying to do it right. Oh, I'm sorry. You're trying to do it perfectly. I'm going to leave this slip in here. I am not going to edit it out. Because for me, that's what I call doing things right. That's perfectionism. Only when it's perfect is it right in my head. So that slip, that was actually a Freudian slip, and I'm glad you heard it. So my friend, perfectionism can cause a lot of problems in your life. I know it's also been good for you. I know it's been helping you produce really high quality work, really clean bathrooms, whatever it is that you're doing, but it's doing it at a cost to you. It's the cost to your health. It's the cost to your confidence. It's the cost to your peace of mind. And perhaps it's even a cost to your productivity if you're delaying doing things because you feel like you have to do it right. Excuse me, I mean perfect. (laughs) I did it again. So what's next? At this point, you probably think that we're going to talk about what to do to help banish the perfectionism beast. But let me tell you, I feel like that's too much for this episode. Because before we can fix something, we first have to notice that it's a problem. And perfectionism is so good at hiding. It's so good at pretending that it's not there. It wants you to think that you're just trying to do a good job. You are trying to make things better. You are trying to make that report look really, really good. And it's hiding. It's deep within that layer of the onion that we were talking about earlier. And even me, even though I know now what a huge perfectionist I am, even I don't see it all the time. It really likes to hide, even if you know it's there. So for your homework until the next episode, I just want you to notice it. Don't even try to change anything. Don't try to fix the problem. We're going to have solutions for you in the next episode. You've probably been a perfectionist for most of your life, so you're not going to fix it overnight. Just pay attention and notice everywhere it comes up. Does it come up at work? Does it come up at home? Does it come up when you talk to your friends? I'm sure it comes up on social media. Where is it coming up for you? Just notice because self-awareness is always the first step to fixing anything. Because of course, if you don't realize you have the problem, you can't fix it. I have a free printable for you also that's going to help you. And in the free printable, I have affirmations for you that will help put other sentences in your mind, different things you can say to yourself. And we're going to talk about this more in the next episode. Remember, for now, we're not trying to fix anything, but the affirmations are going to help you as we start to reprogram your subconscious. 
Thank you, my friend, for listening to today's episode as one perfectionist to another. I wish you so much ease, so much ease. Thank you for listening. If you enjoyed this episode, do me a favor and share it with a friend. I appreciate you listening and I'll catch you next time.